Hey, it's your boy OG Bernie. This is the Lever Burn Podcast. Played by all podcast sites you can think of. Just click on any type of podcast website you are currently listening to. And if you type the Let Burn Rap Podcast, you will find me. I'm your boy OG Bernie. This is another episode. Happy Monday to everybody. Let's get started right now. This is Monday, April 29th, 2019. Yes, I don't normally talk about the dates and everything like that, but because right now I really I'm in a generous mood. I like to keep you have I just want to keep it current in time since not that many people not that many people or oh, actually no a lot of people be thinking that I'd be pre-taping everything. So this is live, this is fresh, this is for today on Monday, and I want to get to what I know currently. And on this day, I want to talk about the NBA second round because the first round was wild and crazy. So it's only right I'm gonna talk about the second round. And before I give you a little, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you the contents of the first round. Where I was, everybody was being was Kevin Durant falling off, one feet out the door. Durant shut everybody up and started after, especially after Game Two, epic loss to the Clippers. He's averaged almost 40 points the rest of the way. Including 50 points in a in um in a winning you know in a winning effort to close out the Clippers in six games, even though I had them what I think I had them four or five, six games you know a little too much for them. Rockets, I had the Rockets in the sweep against the Jazz. They kind of messed up my bubble. They beat the Jazz in five though, even though I think that sweep would have been more appropriate just to get into the next round. Then. Again, on the other side of Western Conference, the Nuggets, who I thought it was going to get, I, I thought the Spurs was going to beat them in an upset. This was this was a very, this was a close, it was a close series. Nuggets edged out the Spurs in seven games, which I figured this would be a seven-game series. I just hope, I just thought that the Spurs would be the team to come prevail, and they were close to. They messed up in the end. This young upstart Nuggets team, they're prepared for any battles they face. So to salute to them. And as for the Trailblazers, they, you know, I didn't look at this, this series between them and the Thunder as an upset because I felt like both teams would evenly match. Both teams know each other. And I felt like Westbrook, this was Westbrook time to show everybody what he's made of. Paul George was still an all-star, an elite all-star. But he's he wasn't, he wasn't healthy. Both his shoulders are messed up. Westbrook ain't been shooting well this year. He's only averaged about 22 points a game for far below his average as a just a scorer now i mean that's not as a shooter just him scoring the basket he's making too much missed shots and it was just it was just it was it was, a, it was an up and down mess for him for that whole series and then damian lillard to get 50 points and get the buzzer beater from 37 feet away from paul george one of the best defenders in basketball to seal out the whole series truly amazing one of the greatest buzzer beaters you could ever think of in playoff history and dame dame Damo has arrived. Now in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks took care of the Pistons. Blake Griffin came, wasn't even, Blake Griffin didn't even play the first two games. He came back to the last two games. Nonetheless, Bucks steamrolled them. Celtics steamrolled the Pacers without Olimadipo. Shout hopefully he gets better for the Pacers. He's a star on the rise right now. Those two swept their even competitions to get to the next round against each other. 76ers had to go for a brutal five-game series against the Nets. The Nets was giving them everything they got, but MB, Simmons, and the whole squad was able to pull through against the Nets. And the Raptors, after losing the first game to the Magics in the upset, 
they reeled off four straight wins to beat the Magics. So right now the matchups is right there, and I'm gonna analyze it. And I'm gonna tell you who's gonna win it. Now, not considering the game that was already played yesterday, because I didn't get the chance to dissect that game. I'm because I know there was games that was played yesterday. I'm just going off the completion of the Nuggets and Spurs game that ended the first round. There was first round, it was second round matchups that happened around the same time with the Spurs and Nuggets game, but I didn't pay attention to those. I wanted to focus on ending that round to the second round. So I didn't see none of these games right now. I'm just going off my predictions. And uh, hopefully y'all rock with me. Now, Celtics and Milwaukee, the one against four matchup. Milwaukee's the best team in basketball. Got they got the best record. There's no reason to believe why this team can't get far in the playoffs. Same as the Celtics. They both had. They both are both. They both, like I said, they're both two teams. I be, I believe if one of them wins, they will be in the NBA Finals. No knock on the other matchup between the Raptors and 76ers, but these two teams, the Bucks, they got the best player, and maybe in basketball, if not, you don't consider James Harden the best, and Giannis Akakopuko. You stack him up with a solid lineup with shooters, people that can defend and rebound. There's so many names around that Bucks team right now. That's a dangerous team. Their bench is stacked. Their, their, their lineup is stacked. I believe once Brogdon returns, because he needs to, re he if, if he comes back into form and becomes a shooter that was helping this team out, you got Eric Bledsoe, you got Chris Middleton, Miravix, um, Brook Lopez, Darn Maker, this a this a Ilya Sova, this a this a nice this a nice range and depth and defense that goes along with this team and height, and then you got Giannis, he's the Greek freak, he's he's babying LeBron at this point. He's similar to he, his similar style is similar to LeBron James. He's still he's he's only 24 years old. He's only getting better, and he's gonna be the face of the NBA very soon at this point if he continues to do what he's doing right now for that Bucks team. The fact that he got him to the best record in basketball, 61 wins, that's not a fluke. This team is a dangerous team, and on the other side you got the Celtics, who's for the most part all this year has been having had no type of chemistry with each other. Hayward is back. Kyrie Irving is back. The you know there's been a lot of up and down chemistry. Kyrie got two feet out the door because it, it most it's most likely he might not even stay this year. I mean after this year is over he might be out the door. He might team up with Kevin Durant. He might just be his own boss somewhere. Now don't forget he wasn't. It's not like he was a free agent when he came to the Celtics. He was traded after he forced his hands on Cleveland about two years ago. That he didn't want to be there no more. Now he's in a scenario where he's 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 sort of like the man in Boston, but at the same time, Brad Stevens has made this team team oriented. So you don't need Kyrie to take this team far. And it was shown last year without Kyrie Irving and without Gordon Hayward, this team was able to go as far as Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James, only losing by what five points. This team is loaded. Now Marcus Smart. Him being hurt hurts the chances of this team being the Bucks. If, but if they if they're able to do what they did against the Pacers, then they have a good chance. But then again, the opposite side, if the Bucks do what they did the Pistons, the Bucks could get far. 
I'm going on the depth of this team and the experience. The Celtics got more experience than this Bucks team right now. They have gotten further than this Bucks team, especially the last couple of years when they made it to Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back years. I'm not saying this is their time. Not at all. I'm not saying this is their time to become superstar legends and, you know, vanquish whatever they got vanquished. But for the Celtics right now, the fact that you do not got LeBron James in the Eastern Conference right now, you was considered to be the best team coming out the East. The Bucks, a surprising team, was able to out, you know, out record you. For some reason, I feel like if the Celtics, if the Celtics do win this series, the Celtics gonna win this series because one, the Bucks still got a lot of injuries on their hands right now. Two, the depth. And three, Kyrie Irving. I don't feel like Kyrie Irving is just gonna allow himself to get this far just to get knocked out in the second round. I'm not. I'm not gonna say this is an upset. Well, actually. I'm not even going to say it's an upset. You know what? I'm going to fall back because I don't think it's going to be an upset at all. I love the Celtics to get past the Bucks, but, but for some reason, I don't feel like they're going to. I feel like once Giannis, you know, he's able to put it all together, he's going to go off a, on an impressive run, do what he did to the Pistons and blow them out. Give me the Bucks in six games. I got Milwaukee Bucks being the Celtics in six games. This is Giannis time right now. He ain't never going to get any more of a chance than he's going to get right now. He might be MVP this year. Give him that. I give I give this team a chance on being the Celtics. If it goes seven, it goes seven. But my, you know, me, I'm picking it to go six Milwaukee Bucks. We got the two, three, two, three matchups. On the right side, we got the Toronto Raptors representing the North. Other side, you got the 76ers representing Philly. These two are, everybody would say, evenly matched. I don't feel like they're evenly matched. When it comes to star power, you have to look at the 76ers with Ben Simmons, who is a star, no matter how you talk about his jump shot or his three, you know, three points or his free free throw percentage or field goal percentage. He's an all-around player, and once he puts that all together. He could be definitely one of the best, one of the best ever, if given that opportunity. Um, Joel Embiid is maybe the best center in basketball, all things considered. If you, if anybody else you want to put, maybe after Anthony Davis, he's maybe the best center, and he's definitely the best center in these playoffs right now. They're gonna need Anthony. They're gonna need Joel Embiid to be healthy and be productive, because if he can be productive and not be injured. This team could do a lot of things. With the Raptors, Kawhi Leonard is, like I said, top five player in NBA right now. I'm pretty sure he'll be up for MVP conversations, if you know, or votes, or however you want to, you know, perceive with him. You know, Shockham is a is an approved player that stepped up his game this year when Kawhi came. You got you got pretty much solid help from all around this whole team right now. From Danny Green to Marcus O, to Kyle Lowry, who can still produce, you know, despite him, despite not having the same numbers as he was, but you know, DeMar DeRosa, or you know, who who knows what's going on with that. But this team can still play. Ibaka, he's still playing at a high level defensively. This team could this team could make things happen. I believe if they put this all together, 
they can really they can really do it. I think the reason why I picked Toronto Raptors to win this series against the 76ers is the bench. I believe the bench on this Toronto Raptors is a little bit more deeper than the bench in the 76ers. Once you add those four guys in MB, Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, nobody, I don't feel like anybody else in the bench can really help in the matter for the 76ers. And eventually, you can't, all of them can't be the heroes on that team. And maybe the 76ers, you know, along the way would figure out how they can maneuver, you know, their way and having who's the guy that's going to take the last shot, who's going to play the hero, who's the guy to give the most shot to, who's the, who's the facilitator. They can Hopefully, they can figure that out. Brent Brown, for all the nonsense he's been through when it was under the process for the last four years, these last two years right now, he's been, he's done, he's done his, he's done his work. He's, he stayed toned to himself. This team bought onto his philosophy. And as the 76ers, new head coach, you got a new, you got, there's a, there's a whole different, you know, team from last year when they was the number one seed and they got knocked out in the semifinals by the Cavaliers. So this time around, I think the Raptors have a chance to really make this happen. And because of that, I got the Raptors in seven. Toronto has been a competitive franchise for the last, you could say, maybe a couple, just a couple, maybe in the last four or five years right now, they've been a competitive bunch. And no matter who you put there between DeMar DeRosa, Kyle Lowry, whoever, because you got oh you always got to mention those two, right now it's Kyle Lowry, but now you got Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marcus So, Van Fleet. You guys, you got so many different types of um, people on this team, and they all got different ways to get you. And they're not they're not here to be number one. They already know number one guy is gonna be Kawhi Leonard. They know that this team gonna they need Kawhi Leonard to ride them through this you know this playoffs. But I feel like this team is so deep right now. If Kawhi do get hurt, this team could still pull some magic out this, you know, out the sleeve to get the 76ers. But overall, Kawhi can't get hurt. If he gets hurt, the Raptors finish. And the same goes for any one of those four members of the 76ers. If one of them gets hurt, they're going to struggle because there's no consistency after somebody gets hurt and you bring somebody up, you know, up on a lineup. That not gonna get, it's not gonna be really used to the chemistry of what this lineup got right now. MB needs to cut down on the mistakes. He needs to stay healthy. Ben Simmons can't be making no mistakes. If 76 is when they got Ben Simmons, gotta be lights out. He's gotta be Magic Johnson in this playoffs just for him to have the chance. But as I said, I got the Raptors in seven because just let alone just the bench. I feel like the bench, hands down, can really they can really clamp down. On the Sixers and Kawhi, defensively, he's 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 one of the best defensive players, let alone best two wing player out here. Period. So it'll, so I got my I got the Raptors in seven. Home field advantage does I feel like home field advantage is gonna play a part. That's why I'm picking the Raptors in seven to handle the Sixers. All right, let's get to the Western Conference. And the matchup that everybody was hoping that would wouldn't happen to the Western Conference Finals has happened in the semifinals with the Rockets, the fourth seed against the Warriors, the number one seed. Now you already know last year, 
both of them was a top two seed in the Western Conference. Rockets having like 66 wins, a franchise record. The Warriors going up and down, getting hurt along the way. They conceded the number one seed to them. They faced each other in the playoffs. Chris Paul got hurt. Rockets lost the last two games, especially over 27 finished three-pointers, even though the Rockets lost by nine points. It could have been a different situation if they hit their three-pointers that game against the Warriors. And it would have been a different, you know, it would have been a different situation. Maybe LeBron would never have left Cleveland if they were able to beat the Rockets instead of the Warriors. But we, we don't we can we don't look at what if we look at what's now. And what's now is the Rockets right now they had an up and down season. A lot of injuries that's really plagued that team. But throughout all the nonsense, James Harden has been he's been he's putting he's putting up historical numbers that we haven't seen since Wilt Chamberlain. Believe it or not, there's been a lot of offensive players in NBA history that has been able to score so much. None like James Harden. And right now he's he's been able to get them to the fourth seed. And now he got them against the Warriors. Um on the Warriors side right now, they don't got them the Marcus Cousins. He hurts he hurt his leg in the first round against the Clippers. And um is is like I said this team, like maybe this this team they got Andrew Bogut back and he was there for the first go around in the championship with this team so he's not he can't give you much you know other than give you five points he give you five rebounds he give you he give you he give you no defense which this team needs right now and with Bogut now in play the offense could run through Durant Curry Thompson they don't got really share the ball primarily to DeMarcus Cousins, they can just rotate that around to, the, you know, to Raymond Green, and like I said, it continues the passing flow. Now, if they get Cousins back, they probably won't get him back into the NBA Finals. But for right now, this team don't even really going to need him against this Rockets team. All I'm going to say is, both teams are two well-coached teams, two defensive, two of the best defensive teams in basketball, and it's hard to say a D'Antoni team is all defense, but this is a this is one of the best defensive team, if not the best defensive team that D'Antoni has ever assembled on his arsenal, along with a, a high octane offense that can just hit threes out of nowhere. That I believe they made the record this year for most three points in NBA history. James Harden is by far one of the reasons why he's averaged thirty six, maybe thirty seven points a game. That's been unheard of ever since the Michael Jordan ever. And he just can't be stopped. It's just like D'Antoni, whenever D'Antoni got a main guy, he makes him the, the main guy, like the playmaker. And in the case of what he did with Steve Nash, Steve Nash wasn't a high-volume shooter, but he was a great passer, and he was able to shoot He was able to shoot very well. During Jeremy Lin, another example, he was able to, he was able to play his hearts out during you know, the time that he was there until he got hurt, and it was really over with. And... Now you, you see you see the you see how it's working out for James Harden. He James Harden is making this work real simple. But overall, who's gonna win this? Warriors. It's very simple. Warriors are gonna win this in six games. I don't feel like the Warriors are gonna sweep them. And I'll be I'll be damned if the Warriors sweep them because if they sweep them, D'Antonio gotta get fired. D'Antonio will have D'Antonio will have to get fired if they get swept. This is not what you expected. James Harden's got to step his game up. No more of this choking factor. You got to step your game up. You got to perform well. You do that, this team will get they'll get far. But I got the Warriors and I got the Warriors in six because 
too much offense. Durant right now, he's a different beast right now. He's not insecure no more. He looks like he wants to be the best player in basketball. And the Splash Brothers ain't going to disappoint you. They might have, you know, an off night one, uh, maybe a couple times, but not for the whole series. Eventually, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, they're going to start launching threes. And it's just a matter of time before they start going on a historical run when they just blow this Rockets team out. When it goes to three points after three pointers, I guess this this could be one of the greatest matchups ever when it comes to three points being dropped. But my stand with the Warriors in six games, and I'm not changing my my mind on that. The last matchup of the whole Western Conference and the whole second round, we got the Trailblazers versus the Nuggets. Now, they're both from the same division, so they know each other very well. Um, what else can I say? I want to say they both evenly match, but they're not evenly matched. Both of them got franchise players. One. Damian Lillard, for the better part of the last six or seven years, has been the best player in the in the Trailblazers. He's definitely he is definitely their franchise. Ever since the likes of Brandon Roy, and you could honestly you could probably add, well, no, not Greg Oden. He was a bust, not because he was a bust, but he was hurt. But you could add Lamarcus Aldridge into the mix. I don't know any other players after those guys that's been as successful as Damian Lillard. He's a freak of nature, this young guy. He he's he, he got bars. How how can you hate him? CJ McCollum is a question mark because if he's on if he starts going on a streak, this team this team can't be stopped. They don't got um Nurjerk right now because he's hurt. So they got Eric Cantor who can score also as well. He's a he's a double double man. So that's that's big for this team right now, and their bench is solid. I, I don't, I'm not big on it, but they're solid. On the other hand, you got the Nuggets right now that was coming off a seven game, uh, just a seven, a, a great seven game series against the Spurs. Even though I had the Spurs beating them, the Nuggets, the Nuggets proved me wrong. You get it? You, I got ya. They got a great center right now who might be the best player in team history if he continues to play the way he's playing right now in Jokic. Um, you got Murray Harris, Isaiah Thomas, um, Millsap. I I like this. I like this balance of this team right now. This team, you know, they're they're nine players deep on this squad, and they can get, they can hit you anywhere. And you play in my high. You play in you play in you play in Denver. So why not you know take advantage of what what you know and what you got. With that being said, it's all about who I'm picking to win this, you know, this whole matchup. And it'll be hard. I'll be hard pressed to not pick the Nuggets just because of the players that got around them. But I feel like I feel like this might be a special. It might be something special for the Trailblazers if they could pull this off. Considering they don't got this, they don't got this center. He's gone for the right, you know, for the rest of the season. CJ McCollum, you know, I'm not saying he's a bum. Well, he, he, I'm not saying he's great also. And I feel like it's going to be a low point for him that he's just going to be on a low point for the next couple of games where Damian Lillard will have to carry this team throughout. But for the most part, if I have to play devil's advocate and just 
throw down a gauntlet and just, you know, pick a winner just because I'm just taking I'm just taking the stack deck and just throwing it out there just to take my chances at this point. There's always gotta be an upset in this point. In this until you get to the conference finals. I'm gonna take the Trailblazers to beat the Nuggets in seven. I picked them in seven because I feel is this is this might be a special moment for Dame from Dame Lillard. I think he might be able to pull off this against this Nuggets team. I think he's gonna have one great series that's gonna silence everybody whether or not he is he a top ten point guard in, in this league. He's already proved it by being Westbrook. Now Westbrook is a phenomenal superstar and he's a freak of an athlete, but Dame Lillard just shut him down. He shut him up and that was about it. He's on. He's out on a mission, and Charles Barkley, who I thought was kind of crazy when he said that the Trailblazers will get to the NBA Finals, still absurd. I don't know how he could even think that, but he might be 50% right. They might, they might crack the NBA Finals, but they have to beat this Nuggets team, and I feel like they can beat this Nuggets team and get to the Western Conference Finals. Now, once you get there... I don't see how they're going to beat the Rockets if the Rockets beat the Warriors. And if the Warriors beat the Rockets, I don't see how you're going to beat the Warriors. I don't... So, Charles Barkley, he might be 75% right on the Trailblazers getting that far. But that's as far, that's as, far as he's predicting. I think he's probably drunk. Or anything, whatever he was doing. That, they're not going to get that far. Trailblazers, they have one hell of a season considering what happened last year when he got swept by the Pelicans. But that's about it. This is how this is as far as you're gonna get. I I but right now in the semifinals, they will beat the Nuggets. And I'm not here to I'm not I don't wanna i I'm not here to stunt the progression of this Nuggets team because this is a very young Nuggets team there just coming out of nowhere and firing on all cylinders right now. This is not a fluke of a year this this Nuggets team had. They have had this they had a successful year and praises to them, their coach Malone and whoever else I can't think of for even getting them this far but I believe this is going to come crashing down Lily got success right now and you know what don't go for it this is this is a little time to shine right now show what he can do in the playoffs he time to give him his moment let him go off and I picked the Trailblazers seven they're gonna go to my they're gonna go to the my high city they're gonna stun the, the nuggets in seven games Hey, it's your boy OG Bernie. You're now live and direct to the Let Red Podcast, available on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Click and enjoy. Burn!